previously on Non-Denominational. I proposed to Justine yesterday. <gasps> and I said yes. So we're getting married. Pastor, we're hoping to get married this Saturday. Ricky, can you just tell me how much we're missing? We're missing $20,000. I left scone because Sharon threatened me. You did what? Sharon did what? What? Why did you and Sharon have a deal? Because Sharon caught me early on with my purses and she wanted her slice of the pie. Justine's dad, why don't you put that check in this locked up box with the other cards and cash? I have to break up with you. I'm sorry, what are you breaking? A piece of that Kit Kat bar? No, I'm, I'm breaking up you and me. I'm moving back to New York. Marcy, I want you to come with me to New York. Gladys, where are all the wedding gifts? Well, while I was making sure the dust got out of my eyes, I saw Sharon move them. Well, call me an alligator on a log. Sharon didn't move those gifts. Sharon stole those gifts. We ought to find Sharon before she skips town with all that money. Liv, Jonathan, Ricky, we may have figured out that Sharon was stealing money, approximately 20k from the church and 40k in presents from the future Justin and Justine, but we have no idea where Sharon is. Annabelle, that's not true. We know where Sharon's staying. At Hotel Rendezvous. <laughs> Hotel Rendezvous. Oh my Lord Jesus, in the farmhouse, you're right. Do you think Sharon's there collecting all that she's stolen? We better hurry. Hold on to your purses, girls. This car is going for a wild ride. Pastor and Elijah made the church, non-dominational and made of birch. They hired Liv, a new secretary, after the old stole money unfairly. Caroline volunteers, my surrounds the choir. Jonathan doesn't work, yet he's still hired. There's no judgment at the non-denominational. Some say things around here get inspirational. Thank you to everyone who came to celebrate Justin and Justine's wedding vows ceremony. Thank you to Justin and Justine's parents, the parish, and other surprise guests. Do you think Pastor Jamie's talking about me? No, I, I think she means me. What, what, wait a minute. Aren't you that boyfriend of Pastor Jamie's I've heard so much about? Ex-boyfriend. We just broke up. Oh? Is that so? Now this is a good twist. Suzanne! Here at Scone, we combine a lot of wedding traditions to form one whole wedding ceremony. Both Justin and Justine will step on a piece of glass, they will both paint each other's faces, pour sand into a jar, and additionally light a candle together. Damn! Back in my day you just said I do and that's it! Our wedding wasn't that great, James. Our wedding was better than the war, Catherine! How could you compare our vows to death and destruction? Yeah, you hussy. Sometimes I want to run away to Paris under the name Caitlin Holiday. But before we get to the wedding tasks, I must ask, Justin, Justine, do you want to marry each other? Yes. All right, let's hear the vows. Babe, I didn't know what to write. I just wanted to say our love is like a nice joint. Wrapped tightly, warm, Filled with a thousand hugs, it's natural, herbal. How in the hell is that love herbal? What does that even mean? Oh, I don't know, Agnes. They wrote these vows when they were higher than my tolerance for this wedding. 
your tolerance for this wedding is pretty low. Exactly. Babe, when I thought about us, our history, our relationship, our love and identity, our past, present, and future, when I thought about it all, I thought about weed. This is less shocking than the time when Blink-182 said they encapsulated the emo rock genre. How are you feeling? About this wedding? Just get me to the point where I can debut my new material. No, about the news that I'm leaving for New York City tomorrow. I'm a bit shocked. I feel like the general public did at the 2010 Grammy Awards when Arcade Fire won the Album of the Year over Lady Gaga and Eminem. Well, do you want to come with? I know you love New York. I don't love the poor people in New York, but I love the energy. I... I have to think about it, Jean Blue. Now that the vows have been read, we can move on to the service. Wait, we're going to have mass too? I guess so. Well, then I'm not going to mass tomorrow. I don't think anyone goes to mass the day after a wedding. Well, according to the church, a wedding ceremony doesn't count as going to mass. But, like, what do humans know about faith, right? The only faith I believe in is sex. Samantha, please, we are at a wedding. And there's going to be a wedding with boys? Ah. Oh. Can't wait to see them all and objectify them. Turn here, Liv. There's a parking lot for Hotel Rendezvous. <laughs> Hotel Rendezvous. There's Sharon's room. Come on, everybody. We gotta go. Oh, my word. You found me. Barge in, everyone. How did you find me? I've tailed you here before. I was suspicious then, and now I'm more suspicious than ever. Yeah, we're superstitious. Ricky. Now make haste like the barista who made my coffee today and give us back all the money and gifts you stole, Sharon. No worries. The cash and the gifts aren't here. I've already placed them in a secret location. Of course you did. We know about the 20k you took from the church and the 40k you took from Justine's parents and the wedding gifts. Well, aren't you a regular Nancy Drew? And you're right on all three of those charges. But Sharon, why? Uh, Why? Ricky, we know why. Sharon's a klepto. To be fair, I did try and change. At first. But then once I remembered how stupid everyone was at Scone... I begin to take a little money here and there for spa trips, Starbucks, sushi. And then it snowballed and I was back to my old embezzlement ways. Y'all are just too easy to steal from. Just wait until that sexy piece of southern man meat Pastor Wyatt hears about this. Too bad this news of his angel will break that steamy wet stud daddy's heart. I wish I could comfort Pastor Wyatt and tell him it's going to be okay while rubbing his thighs which bulge out of his gray khakis. I'll have to bring Pastor Wyatt into a quiet room where it's just the two of us. Tell him all about what happened. Console Pastor Wyatt while I tell him of Sharon's betrayal. 
hold his statuesque jaw and full crop of glistening hair. I can't believe you'd do this, Shannon, especially when Pastor Wyatt was training you to be a better person. If Pastor Wyatt was training me, I'd have him push me up against the desk. Can you three schoolgirls stop lusting after Pastor Wyatt and can we address the crime at hand, please? Girl, I already told you. It was me. And is it true that you were working with Silver? No, I wasn't working with Silver, sweetie. He was paying me for my silence. Is it true that you threatened Charlene Devadonna? It was too easy. All I had to do were threaten those foster plants she talks about. And let's be real, her little hobby with the foster plants is weird. Yeah, okay, that, that's well, that fair. That's true. And you say all this just happened because you got addicted to being a klepto? Addicted isn't the word for it. I don't feel bad about who I am. You stole from a church and two lovely hippies who never hurt a fly. How do you not feel bad about that? Because my haul is too good to feel bad about it. Like I've already said, I've hidden everything. Um, are all the wedding gifts in the back seat of your car? No, w what? Why, of course not. Um, well, I'm peering through these dirty hotel blinds and I see a lot of gifts in the back seat of your car. Those are gifts for my niece's quinceanera? Nice try, but I happen to know that your niece's quinceanera was last weekend. I didn't do too much work for this wedding, and I saw your Instagram pictures while I made Carol Ann finalize the list of things to do, of which I didn't do anything. You're cornered, Sharon. You got nowhere to run. You've been caught red-handed like the time me and Jaeger were gonna fool around in the back of the club, and the security guard was like, not on my watch, this." Sharon, why don't you come back with us to Scone and we'll clear all this up with the pastor? Annabelle, you've got to be out of your mind if you think I'm turning myself in. I've got 60K and some miscellaneous wedding gifts in my car. That's enough to last me two years if I don't spend it all in Vegas. Sharon, be reasonable. Oh, I'm being reasonable. Now out of my way, I'm out of here. Oh no, she's getting away. Liv, we need to go after her. Everyone pile into my car. We're going for a chase. Now that we've had mass, and before we get into the confirmation, affirmation, and invitation, it's time for when I do a homily. Garfield, sweetie, you fell asleep. This wedding is too long, hussy. <clears throat> Can you believe that Pastor is going to do a homily? Sometimes I feel like Pastor Jamie likes to hear ourselves speak. There's a few people around here who do that. Mm, is that an attack on me, Dorothea? Of course not. But if the shoe fits... Mm, the shoe doesn't fit, and I'm going to throw that shoe in your face if you ever imply that I wear that shoe. I have a question. <clears throat> Dorothea, if that question is going to drive me up on wall, you might as well not ask it. I no longer have a question. Love is a very special thing. It can be good, it can be bad, it can be easy, it can be hard. Justin and Justine are two loving people who saw each other in one another. Uh, Pastor Wyatt, 
Yes. Do you think this homily might be directed at me? I don't think so. It sounds like a generic homily. So far, Elijah's music has also sounded generic, rhyming all my days with our yesterdays. Calm down, Alicia Keys. Right before this wedding, my boyfriend broke up with me. He told me that he didn't see longevity in the situation. Huh. Jasmine, this homily might be about you. You think? But here's what I learned. Even though I disagreed with why the relationship was ending, hell, I disagreed with ending the relationship. I see Justin and Justine, and I think this. This is what I want. I talked about my boyfriend like he was the second coming of Christ. I can attest to that. Yeah, not a day went by unless we heard about that boyfriend of yours. You got that right, Ginger. I mean, Pagan Ginger. We all know you were talking to Pagan Ginger just now, Pastor. Well, I wanted to clarify that up for those of you who were confused. Who was confused? Hi, I'm Justine's mom. I'm confused because I don't go to this church. Same here. I'm Justin's dad. I'm Justin's mom. And I'm Justine's dad. See, all those people didn't know which ginger I was talking about, A.A. Ginger. I'm confused more about the four of them than about two gingers. Well, my actual name is Ginger, and that feels more confusing than just being called Justine's mom. Moving on, Justine's mom, Ginger, I realize that these two love each other with such ease, with such comfort. I want that. I really do. And with such grace, I've decided that I accept being single and I can handle it and I can't wait to one day be in the shoes of either Justin or Justine. I have small feet, Pastor. I don't think you could fit in my shoes. Moving on, let's get to the final vow ceremony. Does anyone have any objections to this couple getting married? I have a question. Do you have a question or an objection? A question? How much longer is this going on for? I have to use the bathroom. I would like Elijah's choice of organ music to be objected since it's a bit of a bore. Well, by the power vested in me by our lovely state, I now pronounce you Justin and Justine. You may now kiss the stoner. Lave, we're like 20 feet behind Sharon. Can we like speed up a little bit, please? I'm tailing her as close as I can, Jonathan. Also, you're going like 80 miles per hour, and like I think if you wanted to, you can go 100 miles per hour. Like no judgment, but like the car can only go so fast, Jonathan. I'm not trying to hit the median. For someone who seems really concerned about Sharon, you don't really drive like you're concerned. I don't want to get a ticket, Jonathan. Okay. Whoa. 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 Guys, she's pulling over. She's getting out of the car. Sharon has her hands up like she's surrendering. What's this about? Maybe Sharon's giving up. Peter and Marjorie, it's me, Elijah, checking in with you guys about the food. Everyone's going to come down for cocktail hour right now. We have all the apps ready. Melon ball platters, bacon wrapped sausages stuffed with cream cheese, huge asparagus stalks served with a white Alfredo sauce and cheese cubes. Oh, cheese cubes don't seem smutty. Smutty? What do you mean? 
Oh, Elijah, I need your help with something. Peter and Marjorie have assured me that the cockpit is in the right position and will thrust forward with their plan of action. Uh, okay. W what's wrong, Carol Ann? Something's gone missing. Oh, dear, what is it? Oh, I, I can't find the Sharpies. We were going to have people sign the large wooden board with the Sharpies, remember? Carol Ann, that's one of the most important things of the night. I can't think of anything more important that could get lost or stolen than the Sharpies. Oh, well, wait, they're in my pocket. Well, thank goodness, Missy. Now go put those Sharpies away. And have you seen Sharon at all? Uh, no, our head volunteer seems to be missing. Something must have stolen her away from the church. What do you think of my DJ equipment, Matilda? Think it's pretty hot? I guess. Do you have any requests? Yeah, play us some slutty music so I can grind up on some boys. I was asking Matilda if she had any requests, not you guys. Mm, no, I don't think so. Chet, can I put in a request? No, you cannot. All right, I ran out of gas. I was going to get some gas and one of those 79 cent 42 ounce pops before I got out of here. But I'm running low on gas. Well, Dad explained why she pulled over at the gas station. Sharon, you have no choice but to hand over all those gifts. No, we're going to strike a deal. You want a deal, Sharon? <laughs> How about we dealing with you once and for all? I had a thousand jokes about you in prison, but now it's actually going to happen. Uh, am I psychic or what? I'll give you all the wedding gifts. And I'll Venmo you $20,000. All you have to do is let me walk away. That's it? That's it. Easy as that. You can go and tell Dingbats, Elijah, and Pastor all you want. But I won't get in trouble with the police. Liv, we can't let her get away. But we found out her secret, and she's going to return everything. I think we can let her go. I don't know about that. Annabelle... Sometimes the bad guys, well, they kind of win. Girls, if you thought I ever lost, then you don't know me. Oh, we know you. Now hand over the goods. There's a few bongs back there and some grinders and other sensitive equipment, so you all better be careful. Oh my gosh, someone got Justin and Justine a ninja blender? Why can't I get married? And you're more single than ever. Well, now that we've moved all the goods and you have all the money, I'm out of here. You're out of here like dignity in prison. Any final words? One more tip for you, Liv. You might think you and I are different, but we're quite similar. Just give it a bit of time. You'll realize such. Another case solved by the Junior Detective League. Do you think that's true, Liv? Are you and Sharon similar? No, I don't think so. Sharon became consumed with being a klepto. I sometimes want to strangle you, Elijah, and Pastor. They're different crimes, and she acts on it. I don't. Yet. Well, I'm glad we solved this case. Now let's go celebrate. I hope my mom and dad save a slice of the wedding cake for me. What? Peter's been at this wedding this whole time? What are we waiting for? Let's get to this wedding, Andale. Let's go. Yeah.
All right, let's serve dinner. Oh, what are the dinner options? A slice of beef sliced into two beef cakes served with mashed creamy potatoes and a thick squash slices, or there's an open-faced fish fillet with a side of clams. Oh, quite sexy. You think? I think we just love serving good food at the cockpit. Well, the name alone sounds like a gay bar. Did someone say gay? Pastor Wyatt, I already heard you were here, so you don't have to introduce yourself. Why, Pastor Jamie, I love that cocktail dress. Please don't say cocktail in front of me. I offend easily. I've been talking to your ex, Bo Desmond, and it seems you don't offend easily. Why in the name of the gods of the Antarctic are you talking to Desmond? Well, Desmond and I know each other, and we're sharing a table. Who made that table seating? I bet it was Carol Ann. Would you like to talk about how you're single now? I would single-handedly love to talk about any other topic on God or Allah's green earth. We could talk about my dating life. Oh, is there a plate of cheese cubes over there? Well, I just wanted to say on the day of my daughter's wedding that I, Justine's dad, am very happy for Justine and Justin, who I hope can now call me Justin's dad as well as Justine's dad. I... The mother to Justin want to add that I'm so glad my son is getting married. I'm Justin's mom. We get it. You're all happy. Can we eat now? Yes, hello everyone. You're correct. There will be a mossy performance for this wedding. I wrote this song while thinking of my best friend, Jean Blue. Of course, I thought about Justin and Justine as well, but this song is called Insulting and Moscato. Mm, why does that sound like? You and me, friends we became, who would have thought we'd be so close? But we became besties lately, and they were like someone I've known all my life. Yeah, they were. Like my platonic soulmate. I have a question. Do you think she'll ever get sued by Marcy's playground? Hmm. I think I'm more likely to get lucky tonight than Marcy is to even get recognized by Marcy's playground. I have a question. Did you just say that because you wanted to brag that you're getting physically intimate with a man tonight? I have a question. I don't care. That seems more of a comment. You and me, friends we became, who would have thought... Oh, I thought the song was about Justin and Justine. This seems to be about Jean Blue. Well, Marjorie, sometimes art can't be explained. Just like the name of our restaurant. Are you two the owners of the cockpit? Yes, we are. Did you like your food? The food is terrible and the cockpit sounds like a gay bar. Suzanne! Mom, can you believe Marcy wrote a song about me? Hmm, I've had many men and women write songs about me. Marcy might come with me to New York. Are you serious? Did she confirm this? Is she really going? Oh, you sound excited. I think the whole church would be excited if Marcy went with you to New York. Jamie. Why, my ex-boyfriend Desmond, why are you up here at the charcuterie board at the same time as I am? I wanted to apologize. 
Well, for what? It's not your fault this charcuterie board lacks true diversity. Salami, ham, and cheddar cheese hardly counts as variety. Where's Peg and Ginger when you need her? No, it's not about the food. Although I've had better food served out of a can. It's about how I broke up with you. If you're trying to get back together with me, I'm afraid it's too late. No, no, that's not it at all. I, I just shouldn't have done it before the wedding. That wasn't fair to you at all. There was never going to be a right time, and it's okay. I'm moving on. Absolutely. Once I find Jonathan, I'll be able to have him help me get on Tinder. Do you mean Tinder? Oh, no. The fireplace in the rectory doesn't use Tinder. It's a gas fireplace. Mercy, thank you for the song. You inspire me, Jean Blue. You're like stone to Michelangelo or paint to Vincent van Gogh. Or even three bottles of champagne to Mariah Carey. Well, according to my ex-husband, I'm as stupid as a rock, as dry as dried paint, and he usually needed three bottles of champagne to deal with me. Jean, you're going off to New York City again? The last thing you need is your slobbish slug of an old husband to muddle you up. See... Marcy, this is why I invited you to come with me to New York. What if I'm not strong enough? What if I'm not strong enough? What if I can't hold myself against Courtney Love? What if Courtney Love offers me a bump of Coke? These are questions that mean nothing until you are forced to face the situation. You will be strong enough though, Jean Blue. You think? I know. And besides, I already made up my mind. I will leave this relatively large city we're currently in and move to New York City with you. You will, Marcy? Absolutely. We're going to be like sex in the city, except without any of the smut, terrible acting, and bad cinematography. All right, do we have all of Justin and Justine's gifts? I grabbed this one bong. Jonathan, you couldn't grab more than one bong. I'm carrying a blender, three bottles of wine, an ice cream maker, and five bags of weed. My arm hurts from driving. Liv was the one driving if you were to remember correctly. Well, I'm certainly going to remember to talk to your mom about your sassy mouth when she gets back from Peru. Liv, Annabelle, Ricky, Jonathan, you're just in time for dinner. Marjorie and Peter are serving beefcakes and wide open fish. Well, both the dishes were too sexual for my liking, so I opted for the vegetarian butternut squash with a discharge of aioli. And people blame the gays for the sexualization of the world when the straights are serving up discharges of aioli? Mm-hmm. Pastor, Elijah, don't you want to know why we're holding all of Justin and Justine's gifts? Thank you for bringing them downstairs. I believe Carol Ann was supposed to be doing that. Oh, I'm sorry, I was cutting the cake. It's lemon-flavored with THC icing. Don't add too much of that icing, Carol Ann. Oh, but why not? It's thick icing. That's what THC stands for, right? Thick? Carol Ann, THC stands for tetrahydrocannabinol. What a lovely word. Carol Ann, THC is weed. Carol Ann, are you making a weed cake? Oh, I didn't make this weed cake. Well, it seems like just the icing is infused with weed. But I was licking the icing out of the container back in the kitchen. See, those are the health standards of the cockpit. See, that's why I couldn't work under Marjorie anymore. Both my mom and my dad own the cockpit. 
I could work under Peter at any time. That wasn't the issue. The issue is that you were a terrible employee. Um, that happened way too long ago for anyone to remember, Liv. Yet here I am remembering it. Let me rephrase. It happened way too long ago for any normal person to remember. Pastor, Elijah, we caught Sharon trying to steal all of Justin and Justine's wedding gifts. Sharon also tried to steal 20000 from the church. But we stopped her and got all the money back. Are you serious? Are you serious? Are you serious? Yeah, you called? Sorry, not you, seriously. No worries, I'm just gonna get another drink. We're serious. Well, do you have any evidence? Of course we do, I recorded it. No worries. The cash and the gifts aren't here. I've already placed them in a secret location. The recording quality isn't great. I have my phone in my pocket. At least be happy you got some kind of audio. You guys saved the church. And you rescued Justin and Justine's gifts. What can we do to thank you? Um, a razor bonus would be excellent. Actually, Pastor and Elijah, I think I know what you can do. What can we do? Well, Annabelle and Ricky aren't 12 yet, but maybe you can make the Junior Detective League a real club. Liv, really? You'd advocate for us? Yeah, Annabelle. I'll even be your club figure of authority or whatever. Normally we follow the law set forth that you have to be 12 to start a club, but I think we can make an exception. Are you serious, Elijah? It's official. Scone officially recognizes the Junior Detective League as an official Scone club. Yay, Annabelle, we're a club. And don't you worry, Ricky, you can still do math or whatever. Well, do I still have to be the bookkeeper, Pastor Jamie? For the foreseeable future, yes. But I did post the job up on Indeed, so I'm sure we're going to get only the best candidates. I have some good news for me, but bad news for all of you. Well, we just turned Annabelle's Junior Detective League into a real club. A club sandwich? No, it's too classy of an event to have Annabelle serve club sandwiches. Does anyone listen around here? I have decided to move to New York for a little bit to help Jean Blue. Wait, is that bad news for us? Yes, it is. It's terrible for you. And if you don't act accordingly, I'm just going to assume you're in hysterics. Yeah, hysterically laughing with glee. Marcy, what about my grandfather, your husband? I'm sure the nurses and his library club can handle him. I'm off to New York City to handle the Big Apple. What about me? You're technically my legal guardian since my mother's in Peru. Annabelle, this will give both of us space that we need. Time to relax and recuperate, spend some time apart. You definitely should not follow me to New York, Annabelle. You would never make it in there. You are not talented enough. Wait, Marcy, tell me that Annabelle will be fine while you're away forever. Of course Annabelle will be fine. Not musically, of course. She has never been fine or on tune, and I won't be gone forever. Well, there's the bad news you kept saying we had coming. I'll just be gone enough to do some NPR desk performances, maybe do a stint on SNL, a appearance in a sketch, 
a couple of afternoon punk shows, maybe late night on Seth Meyers. He's been calling for years, and I've always had to let him down easy. He's so sensitive. I thought you were going to support Gene Blue. Well, of course. I better start calling my New York City contacts. Annabelle, are you okay? I'll be fine. I'll be better off without Marcy. Pastor Jamie, Elijah, the rest of the staff of Scone, who I could just say staff of Scone and not say your names, I just got a very upsetting voicemail from Sharon Ladrone. She admitted to picking up her klepto habits and almost stole all the wedding gifts and 20k from the church. I tried calling her phone back, but Sharon's phone went straight to voicemail. Wait a minute, you're the one who rehabilitated Sharon. This is your fault. Pastor Jamie, you can't be serious. Oh, we're serious. You told us that Sharon was cured and we let her back in. If Sharon had gotten away with the money, it would have been your fault. Your fine chiseled ass would have been grass. Now let's not yell at this hunk of a pastor. Yeah, leave the Hawkeye alone. Well, I apologize. I genuinely thought Sharon was healed. I think we can forgive Pastor Wyatt. Right, Pastor? Why, thank you for the support, Laney. Laney? You're right, Pastor. This is Wyatt's fault. Put him in the electric chair. Non-Denominational Season 2 was executively written and produced by Matt Rebar and Blaze Pratt. Leave a five-star rating and a comment rating if possible. Non-Denominational Sitcom Podcast was co-created by Matthew Rebar, Blaze Pratt, Karen Adams, and Kelsey Shago. Music and sound effects collected from freesound.org, audionautics.com, and some originals by Matthew Rebar. Thank you to our regular cast of voices this season, which included Karen Jones, Annalise Rebar, Paul Locks, Jessica Lockhart, Emily Terry, Reggie Pratt, Joanna Molson, Julia Adams, Amy Adams, Kyle Pratt, Andy McGee, Jordan Yule, Michelle Morgan, Maria Cross, Dennis Baker, River Anwundinjo, John Toth, Scott Terranova, and others who contributed. Check out the website for more information at www.nondenominationalpodcasts.weebly.com or check us out on Instagram at nondenominationalscone. Until next time.